Greetings, Detective. Welcome to the Murder Mystery Company and our new free service, Calm Mystery. We know that many of you need that calm and centered moment, but meditation isn't necessarily your thing. If you're a mystery lover, a crime fan, and could use a break, you've come to the right place. It sure is a suspenseful world out there, but I have good news for you. In this world, the only suspense will come from the world's best writers. For the next few minutes, we're going to close the door on the outside world. First, find a comfortable chair, sofa, or bed. Take a moment to just relax into that spot. Let your body sink in, slowly releasing the day's tension. Just relax. You've earned this time. You need this time for you. Your body will thank you. Now let's take a moment to clear your mind. I want you to focus on two things. My voice and your breathing. Take a deep breath in through your nose. Let it out slowly through your mouth. Now the same thing, but let's breathe on my count. Three counts in and four counts out. Breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. As we do this, you're going to slowly relax more and be perfectly ready for tonight's dastardly tale. Now again, breathe in. One, two, three. Now out. One, two, three, four. One more time, breathing out the last bit of stress. Breathe in, one, two, three. Now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. The Affair at the Victory Ball by Agatha Christie Read by Perry F. Bruns Chapter 3 The Davidsons lived on the third floor of a block of mansion flats. Mr. Davidson was out, we were told, but Mrs. Davidson was at home. We were ushered into a long, low room with garish oriental hangings. The air felt close and oppressive, and there was an overpowering fragrance of joss sticks. Mrs. Davidson came to us almost immediately, a small fair creature whose fragility would have seemed pathetic and appealing had it not been for the rather shrewd and calculating gleam in her light blue eyes. Poirot explained our connection with the case, and she shook her head sadly. Poor Crunch, and poor Coco, too. We were both so fond of her, and her death has been a terrible grief to us. What is it you want to ask me? Must I really go over all that dreadful evening again? Oh, madame, believe me, I would not harass your feelings unnecessarily. Indeed, Inspector Jap has told me all that is needful. 
I only wish to see the costume you wore at the ball that night. The lady looked somewhat surprised, and Poirot continued smoothly, You comprehend, madame, that I work on the system of my country. There we always reconstruct the crime. It is possible that I may have an actual representation, and if so, you understand the costumes would be important. Mrs. Davidson still looked a bit doubtful. I've heard of reconstructing a crime, of course, she said. But I didn't know you were so particular about details. But I'll fetch the dress now. She left the room and returned almost immediately with a dainty wisp of white satin and green. Poirot took it from her and examined it, handing it back with a bow. Merci, madame. I see you have had the misfortune to lose one of your green pompons, the one on the shoulder here. Yes, it got torn off at the ball. I picked it up and gave it to poor Lord Cronshaw to keep for me. That was after supper. Yes. Not long after the tragedy, perhaps. A faint look of alarm came into Mrs. Davidson's pale eyes, and she replied quickly, Oh no, long before that. Quite soon after supper, in fact. I see. Well, that is all. I will not derange you further. Bonjour, madame. Well, I said as we emerged from the building, that explains the mystery of the green pompon. I wonder. What do you mean? You saw me examine the dress, Hastings. Yes. Eh bien, the pompon that was missing had not been wrenched off, as the lady said. It had been cut off, my friend, cut off with scissors. The threads were all quite even. Dear me, I exclaimed. This becomes more and more involved. On the contrary, replied Poirot placidly. It becomes more and more simple. Poirot, I cried. One day I shall murder you. Your habit of finding everything perfectly simple is aggravating to the last degree. But when they explain, mon ami, is it not always perfectly simple? Yes, that is the annoying part of it. I feel then that I could have done it myself. And so you could, Hastings, so you could. If you would but take the trouble of arranging your ideas without method. Yes, yes, I said hastily, for I knew Poirot's eloquence when started on his favorite theme only too well. Tell me, what do we do next? Are you really going to reconstruct the crime? Hardly that. Shall we say that the drama is over, but I propose to add a harlequinade? Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that's C-A-L-M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime... Stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world.